Hey, what's up, guys? This is Tyson Compton and Christian Morrison with the Insiders of Omaha podcast. It is an absolute treat today to introduce our guest, Will Morales. I have known him for almost 20 years, but largely become close with him in the last few. And uh, just a beautiful soul of a man who is now dedicating his life to helping people achieve their maximum potential here in the Omaha area and across the country. And you're going to hear about some amazing struggle, triumph, and vulnerability from a person who's come from literally nothing to being eternally grateful. And it is an, uh, I just cannot express enough how relief, how much relief, or I'd say even just like light you can feel from this individual. And I hope that shines through in this podcast, whether you're listening to it or watching it and just can feel the, the authenticity and kind of, I would just say, honestly, feel the love, man. Dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. And he's been through so much be cancer, be ejected from a car. I mean, there's so much Mm. one other quick plug guys, this whole podcast, everything we do, we bring it to everybody for free. We don't have any sponsors on purpose. Um, this is fully sponsored by our personal real estate business. So if you guys are looking at buying or selling in the area, um, looking for some amazing real estate agents, yes, yes. <laughs> um, hit the link below, schedule a call with us. We're happy to help in any way we can. We would appreciate it as a token for watching and bringing this to you on our own time. So thanks so much guys. And let's get into the podcast with Will. Fill the soul. Let's get it. I got the office where he's like, sure. And then through that conversation, we just decided one or two conversations later to partner up. Yeah. We were like, yeah. And I was really, I, neither of us were even thinking about that. No, not at all. And then like, it just like, it was one of those things like, just came across, should we like work together? Yeah. We should probably work together. Like why not? Like why wouldn't way we? way more yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. We've both been like solopreneurs. Yeah. And we have. Power of a team, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where I, it's hard. Two that, minds That's a hard, it's hard to do that. Yeah. You know, because it's hard for that. Well, like we, aspect and totally see yeah. if like somebody's going to be as hardworking as you. Yeah. That's a, that's, yeah, that's the, a big deal. Um, and you know, like what's their moral compass, yep. I mean, you know, all that kind of stuff too is tough. Well, well, it's a lot that's, of, that's a lot of feeling out too. That's a lot of time together and a lot uh-huh. of questions, a lot of, that's where I like the grind, you know, mm-hmm. if I can grind together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just, whether it's a hundred mile bike ride, you know, you, you see the true nature Small of a flex, human. Small flex, I like that. <laughs> Just a little hundred mile bike ride or... When are you going to do a, a try? I feel like that's right. I'm doing a, a... Olympic or a no, sprint? No, a sprint. I want to do a two. sprint. You what, should do what it. What is that? Yeah. A what? Sprint triathlon. Yeah. Oh, a triathlon. What is, like, that? What is a sprint triathlon? It's just shorter. It's like a it's like a 250 or 500 meter swim. Yep. Okay. So, I think it was 750. Okay. And then you do like a 5K and then a 20K. Yeah. Uh, bike bike ride. Ride. Yes. Oh, that's not that bad. I mean, you're done in three hours. Yeah, and if you really bust it, it's like an hour and yeah, 30, 40 minutes. The yeah. big thing like for that me is wild. like I don't – everybody's scared of swimming. That doesn't really? Bother, that doesn't bother me at all. What do you swim across? Like a pond or a lake? You do like a lake. Okay. And then a lot, of times, a lot of times sprints will be indoors, mm-hmm. and then you'll run out of that in the lap pool. Yeah. And then you'll run out and get your bike, and then you'll finish with a run. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have to – I know. I was just, Were you a lifeguard? Prep. Huh? Were you a lifeguard? No. I was. Oh, yeah. Dude, what a fun job. Small flex, yeah. I, Small you know, flex. It was. I bet it was. Seriously. It was, yeah, that, that's what I thought I was going to do. <sighs> All the years. Forever? Yeah, I was like, well, man, this is the best in, job. Back in Imperial. Was it busy during the day? Dude, that's all we had. That's all we had, that's right? That's all we had. We were at the pool every freaking day. <laughs> every, every day. Every day, yeah. And, so how you far know, back do you guys go? 
just uh, high school. Yeah, really? we knew each other in so like probably, almost forty years. I'm just kidding. No, right? Yeah. <laughs> Twenty. Twenty. Sure. Twenty year reunions coming up. Actually, That's my crazy. coach just retired. Oh wow! And we're doing a a little dinner for him. So yeah, cool. We'll come back. Twenty and, years uh, after you left, you retired. You graduated in 04, 03. 04. Yes, we're the same age. Yeah. 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 We, play, we played each other in the state tournament our senior year in basketball. So in different schools? Yeah. Across the state. Okay. And then okay. we played each other that season in football in the quarterfinals, I think, or something like that, too. Oh, we got smoked. <laughs> but they beat, like us in ba- they beat, beat us in, in basketball, basketball and just them. they won the title. Like These guys were just like the grittiest of gritty. They were small. Yeah, we uh, were. <laughs> like, <laughs> scrappy. And really, that's Real kind scrappy. of what our MO was. Yeah. And these guys just beat us to our own game. And then they, <laughs> took, out, yeah. they took out oh, G- a team. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That had mass like monsters. It was like the monsters and these it, guys. It were was the squad. this in football or basketball? This was basketball. Okay. Yeah, the, it, so the short guys won in because oh, yeah. for basketball we're short. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, and was it that way in high school too? Yeah, we I mean, each team in our in our level had like a guy who's probably like six three, six four, six five, and then that's all. A lot of six. I'm six six foot six one. Okay. But our whole team was like six foot. Yeah. So and we were big. Like we had you, you know had six ball, four, six four, yeah. six five. Yeah. But it was so. <laughs> we were we were just very 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 sound. We were we were very smart as a team. Yes, yeah. we were very capable. Everybody could handle the ball. Everybody could shoot. I mean, it was in just defensively. defensively. That's what you guys did. Smoked. We had yeah. like a, the fastest point guard. Yeah, 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 yeah. These guys just made him look slow because nobody really did yeah. that. And yeah. yeah, I just remember that. Um, and then you guys, then you turn the tables and, and football. Oh, do yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yeah smoke, but right. that's what that's was. We were. That's where we were good at. We just yeah. were, we're like that too stupid to quit type right. mentality. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's all we had. But yeah. And then we ran across each other a couple of years down the road through college and just some random encounters. And then, um, you know, reconnected you, like, yeah, way down the road. I don't know why. I think you just have that, you run into somebody and you have that feeling like, yeah. totally. I know yeah. you. And then you're just like, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of know where you came from. Yeah, I've, I've known about you from a distance. Had some mutual friends, mm-hmm. and then I moved back here to Omaha after the Marine Corps, and I we connected, and then we just have always had, kind of been kindred spirits since then. Yeah, yeah, and it's just kind of the, yeah. the nature of a conversation, and then you lead into yeah. Wow, well, this guy is similar to me. I like your story of I'm working in a cubicle, and you know I'm trying to go bust out some push-ups. Yeah, and once yeah. he said that, I'm like. Dude, check out these videos because I was doing the same thing. Yeah. I yeah. was literally yeah. annoying my friends because I'm doing like 50 push-ups and I'm just sending them. Yeah. Because I'm so bored at my so job. Oh, yeah. I'm bored, so man. bored. What'd you do? I was a physical therapist assistant. Uh, okay. Yeah. In, in skilled nursing. So I thought I was going to be like working with athletes because I tore my ACL and mm-hmm. I love the the comeback of you know, the rehab process, yeah. because from there I learned that if I do something long enough, you know, maybe I'll get a vein in my bicep or something. Because <laughs> yeah. I started no, getting muscle, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, three, three months of doing anything will help you. And I was going three times a week, yeah. which my college paid for. Otherwise I don't think that would have been possible, but I didn't know what PT was until that point. Yeah. And that's what led and me so to you, that. through your experience, you're like, I need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And it I wasn't much was, thought. No, I just, yeah, I, I was naturally, I was playing sports already. Yeah. So it was in the back of my mind. I thought like, if I just do this, maybe that's what I can do after school. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's what I did. I just played sports in for school. Cause yeah. that's, that's what, what we did. Pro, yeah, yeah. I was, that was my projection. I was, right. well, you're good at sports. 
I'm probably not the smartest person in the world, mm-hmm. but I, I believe that then, you know, so then I didn't try that hard in school. Right. But I was really good at sports. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, we both grew up in small towns too. Yep. So like you can, I wouldn't say just get by, but like there's some, you get, you get clout being an athlete. You just, you know, people enjoy being around you. Totally. You have yeah. you know, gravitas. But the one thing I've always appreciated about Will, and I, I would, I would consider you a local Omaha body hack guy. You, 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 you're a mental. Did you say body what? Body hack. Body you, hack. you are like a. Bio you are really hack. in yeah. tune yeah. with trying to get the most out of your body from everything that's been through. From he's from the. Uh, you should probably talk we'll talk about about yeah. your accident a little bit and the journey that started that. Yep. Yeah. And I I keep thinking we're not even starting yet. So I love no, we are. It. Oh yeah, sorry, we started. We started seven minutes ago. I yeah. like it. See, this flows nice. I yeah. like the cadence. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really, I got the opportunity to get my ACL done. Mm-hmm. And from there, I learned about the rehab process. And fast forward a few years, and then I go to the school, learn more about the body and its resilience. Cause yeah. I realize, oh, if I do tear this, it's not the end of the world. It's not like what people will tell you, you blew up my knee and then you go back home and you're at the bar every Friday. What a know, mental revelation about itself. That. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So fast forward to when I'm 23, I get, uh, into a car accident where I'm ejected and Holy I crap. break my T2 vertebrae through my L5 vertebrae in various spots because I'm essentially just thrown in the dirt and mm-hmm. I'm flailing all over. I have no recollection of this. All I know is that I come to in North Platte, Nebraska and in the hospital, in the hospital, I'm okay. in ICU for five days mm-hmm. and, um, I'm also finishing up school at the same time. So I'm, I'm studying for boards. I'm back in Imperial. So thankfully I, I kind of know that what's about to happen to me. I'm going to have to dedicate months and months of my life to Healing. get my back. Yeah. Myself back. And I, you know, I, I wake up from this, I have all of this gone. So there, the doctors are telling me like, you're not going to grow any of your hair, your skin back on this part. Jesus. And all I'm kind of known for is playing some basketball and not looking that bad. Right. You know? No, I get it. So <laughs> thank you. Man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I, I, I learned about just the value of the resilience of your body. Mm-hmm. And from that experience, I, I go home and basically it's I, I'm laying on my parents' couch. It's pain pill, fall asleep, mm-hmm. wake up, pain pill. And in between, I'm getting my wounds dressed. So like, you don't want to see this, but like I still have like a lot of road rash on my back. Mm-hmm. And, um, Did you go out the front windshield? No. So what, what I can show you pictures, but like the, the bed of the pickup smashed down so much that if I would have been in, I wasn't wearing my seatbelt, but if I would have, it would have just decapitated me. Yeah. So thankfully I was just ejected from the side of the car or the door and right. Just it's a miracle. Well, you don't even think about in a car accident, you've experienced it firsthand. You only think about all oh, the biggest window I could really go out is the front or the back, but no, you went out the side window so and you weren't it. wearing your seatbelt no. and the whole thing is seatbelt save your life. My grandpa had this, not the same exact thing happen to him, but he got ejected from the side window rolling down a hill. If he would have, and he didn't have a seatbelt on and got ejected. If he would have stayed in, he would have died. So two stories I know of now of people not wearing the seatbelts and surviving. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you think like, 
why me? You know, you, yeah. it's not a survivor's guilt, but you do. You're like, how did I get so lucky? Like yeah. what, what more can I do to maybe show others, help others, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and I don't, I, you don't think that way mm-hmm. in the time, but no. as you reflect, you're mad it happened to you at the time, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah you're victimizing yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. And I kind of go through 10 years of my life of kind of being in shame of it, mm-hmm. you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm drinking, yeah. you know, I'm, I kind of feel like a failure really because it's like, it's kind of like the people projecting like you're an athlete. You're Mm -hmm. maybe they don't think that you're going to do much with your life. So you're like, dang, I'm, they were right. Mm -hmm. But then I, I keep thinking to myself, like all I know is a little bit of work. That's all that's going to get me out of this. And my brother comes home and he's playing football at Kearney and he's going to go work out. We used to take no explode. I don't know if you guys. Oh yeah. I know. Oh, man. This is before your age. Explode is this intense pre-workout. What's it called? No explode. N O explode. Nitric oxide explode. Super intense flavors. Like these neon colors. It's like a ton of caffeine in this thing. Oh, shh. Just junk. Yeah. Right. Junk. Tell us. Yes. I used to get up playing football in the middle in college. And at halftime, our running backs would take it again. Oh, they'd take it before the game, and then in the middle of the game, and they just get. I mean, you could, your skin's on fire. It feels like on pins and needles. The niacin okay. is just mm-hmm. on fire. You just get your pumps. So you're crushing this workout. I'm this, ready to do some push-ups yeah, right now. You're like, that's red. what you your, think about. your heart's just boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. If you don't work out, you're gonna die. Yeah, you need. Oh, you got to do something with energy. It's yeah. like yeah, and anxiety. Yeah. Um, but I remember it's basically Adderall crushed up in powder form, and you drank it. What's the flavor in there? It's before like FDA had any any regulations. It was just like, let's put as much caffeine in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, back to it. He was taking that. I remember vividly. I didn't take it. I don't know why, but I was like, I'm going to the gym with you. And this was like a month, month and a half after the accident. Oh, really? Yeah. So were you moving well yet? Like, are you still kind of like, no, it was terrible. Yeah. And to preface that, I had just gotten back. So I had get, gotten back from North Platte hearing from a doctor that you basically like need to figure out a plan because, you know, your body's not stable. <coughs> Will don't you're not going to be able to play basketball, mm-hmm. which I was still continuing to do. I was traveling and with dudes from around the area mm-hmm. and I just thought to myself, like, then, then what is life? You know, like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do, man? Yeah. So I go with my brother and I see a pull up bar and. First thing I do is like, oh, I could do pull-ups before I go over and try to pull myself up. But you got to think that Very I haven't fine. been into any extension whatsoever. I'm kind of stuck here because You're it's the path of least resistance. Like my yeah. body just wants to be sitting here because it's healing. So then my body heals that way. I go up and extension and try to pull. And I just oh. remember like pain, like I, yeah. I've never felt. And then it's just, again, so I'm like, dude, what am I going to do? And I remember that's where I learned progressive overload. If I start with two and a half, then I can go to five pounds. Mm, if mm-hmm. I go to five pounds, I can go to 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. And this is already me putting a plug in for kettlebells. So yeah. then I find these kettlebells later on down in my life and it has that same concept of, you know, yellow, mm-hmm. purple, green. So yeah, it's always that. Yeah. yeah, it's always a it's always a progressive thing. So mm-hmm. what I learned from that car wreck was i just have to start small mm-hmm. and really climb fast mm-hmm. uh 
and that's what I did. And I just started to fall in love with every single day of working out. You know, I took a little bit of breaks when I started to make some money Yep. because then I got lazy Yeah. because that's what it does to you. Yeah, totally. I get it. Yeah. So I was going to happy hours. I'm like, I made it. I was going to bars. Probably I saw Tyson. I was probably trying to buy him a drink because yeah. that's how I felt like, you know, I, I made it because yeah. I was able to buy some people drinks. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that was my car accident. That was, uh, that, that too many was, lessons. You had, so when you, after the car accident to your, your health journey, how much time passed? Um, cause you, you kind of said you got out of shape, yep. kinda got, you made it, got complacent. Yes. Yeah, so How much time in that? that time, uh, um, cause you're not married yet. You were still in college. Yep. yep. So well, how old were you in the car accident? 23. Okay. So 23 to 26, I just, you know, existed, just existed okay. was, yeah, was probably drinking again. So average. I yeah. thought I was going to be normal. Yeah. No. I thought I wasn't, I thought I was going to be just nine to fiver mm-hmm. and that was it. Cause yeah. again, I, I didn't really partake into basketball mm-hmm. as much as I was doing prior. So I didn't have that like passion driven mind. So put on a few pounds, but a few, what, how much, did, how much weight did you gain? That wasn't even that bad. So maybe I'm like two forty by okay. this time, okay. but then I f- meet my soon to be wife at 20, 27, 26, we'll say 26 and a half. Um, and you know, I, I start again with my consistency. She's Mm -hmm. training for a show. She's, she's incredible. Like she's disciplined to the nines and for like a workout or like a bodybuilding. Yeah. Like a show. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, and she, she shows me, Hey, tracking your food. Mm -hmm. She's doing these things, losing, losing that weight. And I follow suit. I'm just basically kind of eating the same things. Right. She's doing. Um, then we take a break. She gets into grad school. So we break up for a few months, six months. And then I take the process of, oh, if I just eat consistently all the time. And then I start losing a little bit more weight. And uh, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. But I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking again because I'm in a heartache. So we connect again, we start traveling and that's when we start to both put on weight because we're away. Mm -hmm. She's in grad school. Um, but we still continue on the consistent eating pattern. So though we might go, we're in, you know, new Orleans, we're eating beignets, beignets, you know, shrimp etouffee. So that's all heavy. Um, we come back. I proposed to her while we're doing, I'm doing some travel assignments. We, I proposed her, we come back to Omaha and then that's where she's working at huddle stressed out. I'm at this job where I get to travel a lot and not necessarily have to do a lot of work. So it's a win-win. I can go golfing with buddies and then I can meet my wife who's stressed and we can go to old Chicago. Yeah. So I balloon up to 280 pounds by, by this point. That's crazy. Right. How Um, tall are you? Six three, six four, right? Six, I used to be six four, but after that two hundred eight, I'm like six three now. Weighted <laughs> <laughs> down. Um, but yeah, so I get to this point, and this is after we're married. So yeah. we're trying again because 
we both don't feel good. She gets into a new job that yeah. she, she enjoys. We mm-hmm. start working out again. I'm, I, I feel like I'm blaming it on my wife, but naturally it's me. It right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. No, but you're, 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 you're paralleling lives is what you're talking exactly. about. You're not blaming anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, 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 it is. And this is one thing that I tell people is like, if you get your partner on board, yes. you got to lead by example yes. first and foremost. Yeah. If one of you, if one of the, if you're married and one of you is going hard down that path, Dude. the other one's going to follow suit or, to. or what? Or, or there's what? resent, yeah. or there's yeah. a, why are you working out? So frustration, yeah, maybe. judgment. I yep. mean, that's that crab mentality. Have you ever heard of that? Like the one crab's trying to get out of the bucket of the other crabs, and all they want to do is pull the other crab back out, yeah. back down. Yeah. Um, well, if, I should say, if you're in a healthy relationship, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're in a healthy relationship, yeah. there's yeah. probably, well, yeah. And, I, and yeah. I don't think it ever starts as like we're just both on the same no. path. I think yeah. one has yeah. to just take the yeah. lead yeah. and agree. Hey, beautiful, like, you, Positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. Keep thinking, like, how can I mesh this yep. into our relationship? Mm-hmm. Make this a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Lifestyle. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we start building again. That's it. That's kind of what it was. It was mm-hmm. like we'd yeah. have these crabs, and I, maybe the crabs were each other. Just like yeah, it's okay, times. comfortable. Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. I love you no matter what. Love. You can be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the truth. Yeah. Okay. She loved me when I was fat. So now, like, I really <laughs> love her because I was like, I know you love me. When yeah. I'm yeah. Down. That's true, dude. That's uh, true. What uh, during that time? What do you feel like? was the the catalyst the change in that mindset shift because obviously you knew from athletics that there are some possibilities through exercise you knew that yeah. but then you got complacent and people do this across the, i mean i've been there yeah. as well like what do you think that mind shift change where did that happen when when did that truthfully like i had my i had my wife surprise me and say hey you're going to be at that oh, mm. so Truthfully, that was the moment. It's like it blew me away. Yeah, it it just showed me, and I I had dabbled into it. Yeah, and I'm I'm starting to lose weight. I'm starting to feel you good. Know, yeah. yeah, but then my wife takes a picture of me on my birthday, and the night before, I I'm drinking wine. I'm yeah. I'm doing this the nope. same little patterns that I was doing prior. Great point. Mm-hmm. But then I look at this picture, and I'm like, dude, this that's it. Like, I'm not gonna be that dad. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that that moment right there was the moment and then from there i it's like the fire fire that stoked it enough yeah yeah and i just i remember getting these little black uh containers and i fill them daily I for your work, daily foods foods yeah yeah, the same thing i'm basically maybe i'm eating some just beef and uh, mixed vegetables. Yeah, I just do this for months, for months, and then you, I, you always make the uh, ground beef and suck like a vegetable medley, frozen vegetable medley, dude. right? That's what you do. Like, it's still? very simple. Still yeah, it's, that's the base. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I try to make it look like it's Emeril Lagasse <laughs> just made it. He does a little. He does the. Uh, 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 red uh, sauce and then the um, little bit of sour- Sirac- yeah. oh, sriracha. sriracha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sour- I do. I do it all. Like I put. I. I just make make it unique each time. Yeah. Um. So you don't get bored with it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I. I do this, and then I get to a point where I plateau. I'm down to like 240 pounds, and I hire a coach. Mm. So and you did plateau. You're like, I, I don't know where else to go from. That's kind of what it, it okay. was. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so Who was the coach? His name is Scott. Uh, Scott Stevenson. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I think I referred him? you yeah, to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just an absolute incredible motivator. I would say accountability. Like he mm-hmm. he just showed me like 
Will, it's going to take a lot longer than you think. Yeah. And he's like, Will, you, you want to mess up and you want to make excuses and say, you're just going to go to burgers and beers once a week and that's going to be your cheat meal. We'll just know that there's two weeks that we're going to have to regain. Oh, so wow. then, Dang. and I'm also, so the reason why I hired him was because I was going to train for a kettlebell competition as well as a physique show. The physique show was actually after I realized like losing weight was possible. Yeah. And this is where we can go into like the ectomorph, mesomorph. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. I thought I'm just a beefy, is it mesomorph that is yeah. the big one? I don't know. I mean, meso or ecto. Either, I don't one, remember either whatever that big one, I was that one. And I'm like, well... That's never going to change. But then I start losing these weight and then I start seeing abs. And I'm like, whoa, this is all I wanted ever since I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, it's just started growing. Yeah. Yeah. And I started uh, a job where, again, I'm kind of more not sedentary, but I'm in one place at, mm-hmm. and I'm not traveling anymore. So I have to get up at 430 every day to do kettlebells or ride my bike, my Peloton, yep. just to be sane at work. So I'm not like Tyson and I back in the day doing push-ups. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still doing push-ups at work. I right. Guess. So right. like that was the only way that I'd make it through my day without feeling like just trapped inside my skin. Totally. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But then I get down. Um, I do this kettlebell competition. These keep coming back. I do 10 months of training for these things. And during that time, I'm doing my NASM personal training uh, degree because in my mind, it was telling me that mm-hmm. we know, you know, sometimes like you hear your voice. Mm-hmm. It was it was like it was vividly telling me to do these things because something was going to happen. And lo and behold, I get laid off. But I also get this opportunity to mm-hmm. design a gym and to basically through the training that I got from that personal training degree, I was training who happened to be my father-in-law at the time, or that is my father-in-law at, at this time. <laughs> yeah. There's no other father-in-law. Yeah. Like, it's one father. God, so, still thankful father. Yeah. so thankful for him. So thankful for him. He yeah. saw, he saw a lot of opportunity. Saw and a he saw yeah, a lot of, a lot of passion. That's kind of it. Yeah. yeah. The, the one person just needs to see something in you. It's he true. saw it and he just, he he kept feeding me mm-hmm. like goddamn customado or something like yeah. that. Like mm-hmm. psychologically, he was just like, dude, amazing. Like I've never really heard those things. And yeah. so I do these, I'm helping him shed some weight as well. And it's just like a beautiful combination, but yeah. he gives us me this opportunity that again, I'd love to have you into the yeah, Carson come, headquarters, yeah. but like I, I get a little piece of my brain that I got to create this yeah. thing. And it, that was the blessing that came from listening to my internal thinking or my inner, sometimes it's inner critic, but this mm-hmm. thing was telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Do you feel like that was like uh, one of the few or one of the first times you actually heard the correct voice or maybe you were listening to the right things or was that always there or you'd actually find mm-hmm. discovered that or what? That's true. I think, I think I was just, I had such negative self-talk prior mm, to that that I don't know if it was that self-talk that was like, just do it because maybe you're going to get fired. Like, I don't know, like, was it a scarcity mindset that sure. I was in? Mm-hmm. But maybe I took it as a, okay, this is telling me, finally, maybe I'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. Because at that moment, I was doing the eating. So 
was it because I was fueling? Mm-hmm. This is where my mind goes. We have this brain and we also have this brain. Logically, if you think, what you consume feeds that first brain. So I think of my gut kind of being at the catalyst behind my decision making. So if I'm feeding it beautiful foods, call it mixed vegetables, call it ground beef. If I do that consistently enough and not screw it up with anything processed, Mm -hmm. with any beers, I'm not drinking any beers. Like if I'm not eating out all the time, then maybe that was the the positioning I needed to put my body into start giving me that positive thinking, thinking yeah. that, you know, growth mindset. So mm-hmm. that for never me, thought of that way before. It, it, yeah, I've never said that, though. but now it, it, it's all, you never said that till now. I've never said that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I really like that though. That's but like now great it makes it. sense. Yeah. And now that as I continue to do that, I continue to see my potential yeah. and through my latest little journey. So I just, I'm four months out of prostate, uh, cancer surgery. So I had a prostatectomy November 30th of this past year. Um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing though, because again, it's just further showing me like what is possible, you know, like, what do you mean? What else can I do? How, how did that show you what's possible? Because I feel like I thought life had given me a great obstacle with my car accident thinking like, damn, I'm, I think I, I, I figured it out. Thing. I yeah, figured yeah, yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I coast for about 10 years before I really like start telling people like, Oh, this is what I went through. Yeah. <clears throat> and as I start going through it, like there's people kudos like, Oh, how's he doing that? Like, that's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Like it, it's not really like that inspiring after you do it for so long. But right. then, you know, this past year I tore my pec and yeah. my, I had this surgery. So I'm like, this last year really was a, a, a true trial trial, and yeah. just like a, a learning lesson. So I'm like, okay, so if I can get through all of that so far, I'm 37, yeah. like what's anything else? Like what, what mm-hmm. else can I jump at? You know, like, and all I have to do is just stay ready, be consistent, do the things that I'm doing now. So though I haven't hit my prime purpose yet, I know that whenever that thing comes and that beautiful idea comes, like I'm ready. And then I get to meet cool people along the way because I think if I truly speak authentically, which that is what I've been working on the past few years, you know, self-development helps you discover who you truly are, not the projections that people are Mm. throwing on Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm then I think the opportunities will just continue to come. And Mm -hmm. as I stay ready, Mm -hmm. what else? Like, I I think I'm I'm just like, I'm ready. I'm just, I just haven't hit that. Could almost be a purpose to stay ready. Yeah. And I know know what I mean. That was my uh, little revelation. So I started going to therapy uh, when I got this, the news that, you know, Will, you might be pissing your pants for the rest of your life. You might not get a boner the rest of your life. Yeah. 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 So I, that your mind is a crazy thing and it will take you like to the worst. Do you hear something like, you know, nine out of 10 men will, uh, you know, get their growth stunted if they drink coffee, you know, you hear that and you're automatically, you're going to stop. You're going to be five foot tall. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, it's the way we think. (laughs) So I hear these different things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, what question for you? So, really interesting, actually. I've always portrayed you from a distance since we know each other when we were younger kids. Very confident young young man. Very confident, good athlete. You know, got girls, all that good stuff. But <clears throat> I think a lot of that ebbs and flows. It might be false sense of confidence because you just don't really know yourself personally. This is me talking about myself. Yeah. You don't quite know yourself yet. <laughs> when or do what? What do you? How did you become? Would you consider yourself confident when you're young? You kind of ebb and flow to that as an adult. How do you, or how does one gain confidence? How does that happen for you? I think comp confidence is repetition. You know, okay. I was not confident whatsoever mm -hmm. growing up. Oh, interesting. At all. Like almost facade. Oh my God. Really? Okay, it's, cool. So humble beginnings. Right. People say that. Mm -hmm. That just means I was poor. Poor. I was very right. poor. <laughs> yeah. Even like, you know, I, I'm, I'm Hispanic. And I come from a town of 2,000 people. So naturally, you're going to be in, you're going to be a little bit different, you know, because it's mostly um, Caucasian people there. So yeah. I had another buddy who. Did you mean was white? Hispanic. Just white people. <laughs> right? It's not like you know, white. I mean, right? no, you can call me white. Uh, no, I'm just, <laughs> I, I say that. Um, it, so like you're getting made fun like just you we make fun no, like that's sense. what yeah. yeah people are picking on you whatever yeah. yeah so with that like I think there was always a chip on my shoulder okay. and mm. thank the god that I was really tall and bigger and like I just was coordinated yeah. and yeah. I had a grandpa who helped me a lot by throwing balls to mm. me never mm. let yeah. me stop so yeah. it was all a facade yeah and it continues to be a facade you know what i mean like you're you don't outgrow that there's still that little piece yeah in there. yeah you think of your consciousness like mm. you're still tyson you know who's 14, an incredible quarterback no. you still have that same <clears throat> thought process yeah. but you just have a little more experience mm -hmm. you haven't kicked that like mm. dude that girl in eighth grade said you know I'm ugly, you know. Yeah, like, isn't that just, funny? Like right. those things that they might get smaller, and now you're trying to create experience that can grow bigger than those that can now put those aside. But there's there's still voices from yeah. 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. And there's certain things I still remember. I'm like, dude, that's still like, how does that have an? How does that have a hook in your brain? Mm -hmm. It's like, crazy. Why is it a core memory? I don't yeah. think I have any of that. Good. Well, you were really homeschooled too. Yeah, that might be part of it. You were homeschooled? Like, yeah, I was homeschooled. Yeah. So just a different. But, you know, we played sports at schools. Yeah. Um, went to the school. I think you were saying earlier that, like, whenever you were younger, you had like the, what'd you say? You said like you were trying to figure out who you were. Yeah. You were like maybe insecure in that and like kind of putting on a facade. I feel like for me, it was always like, I know what I could be. Mm. And I was like irritated I wasn't doing all the things. Mm. Interesting. That's that a good perspective too. I'm like, I know I could be doing more than this. Mm -hmm. I know I could be doing more mm -hmm. than this. That's been like a constant theme in my life has been like, yeah. dude, I just feel like I'm way more capable I, than the stuff I'm currently doing. I think all of us are like yeah. that. I had this conversation yesterday. Why is yeah. there so much? Do you feel like, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't make the assumption, but do you feel like there's a lot of fear on the other side of that? Like what fear? Because you're, you just said, I feel like I should be doing so much more, Could but be, yeah. what is holding one back from doing that or going that route? Is it fear of failure? Is it fear of fear? I don't think it's fear thing? of failure at all for me. For you. No, right. I don't think so. I well, actually maybe, hmm, I think there's a fear of like not doing enough. I heard this quote recently that said, um, lazy people 
do a little bit of work and feel like they work their ass off. Yes, yeah, a great. Question. And hardworking people will work 14 hours a day and feel like they were lazy all day. Or, or, or feel like that's still not enough. Still not, and yeah. that's kind of how I, I'm definitely in that camp of like never yeah. feeling like I'm doing enough. Yeah. Um, Gosh, that's like a lot of us. You know what I mean? What yeah. if I'm both? What if I'm both? You're just lazy. I'm just Dana. lazy. You're just lazy. <laughs> I'm lazy. I do a little bit of work. Crap, I know I should have done But work. when you do the work you know you were supposed to do and you get everything done you know you're supposed to do today, mm-hmm. it is one of the best feelings. You're well, like, let's go, dude. Yeah. You know? And there's, a, there's another thing, Dana, too, that I think a lot of people would probably resonate with that mentality or just that kind of just that inner both. feeling of just like, I just might be a little lazy. Like that's that in itself is a message. Those are I words. I kind of wish I was. I'm going to be honest. However, yeah. a cadence in your own life is built through habit. And any habit can be broken if the pain is great enough and, and the current pain is greater than the fear on the other side. So let's say you're like, hey, I want to change. Well, you're only going to change unless in, in or in, uh, when you actually realize the pain in your current state is greater than the fear in the future state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So unless there is something that's going to move you, you'll continue status quo. And that might be fine. Like No one's going to judge you for that or even say much, but it's only internally until you realize, hey, I have a capacity to do a lot more and be something more than I am today, tomorrow. But... The, the, the phrase that can never come up in your mouth, in your brain is, well, I'll just start tomorrow. If you continue to say, I'll start tomorrow, it'll never start. It never happens. It's pretty and it's little happens. wins, man. Yeah. Little wins. Stack the little wins. Hey, you know what? I got up today at six. I usually get up at nine. Or, you know what? I made my bed today. Well, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Whatever's setting you up to feel that you can do one more thing, that's what you need to worry about. It's people that take this idea that I'm going to eat the elephant one day. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's impossible. That's yeah. a fail. And I've realized that doing, that's a fail when I do that. I've been, I've been trying this thing where I just call it two power hour and it's just two hours. I've had tax issues that I got to get caught up on. Yeah. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, this thing's giant, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's my well, yeah. usually mode of work is like, just burn through this man, get through all mm. of it. And what it does is create a failure because I can't get through it. But if I just do two hours and go from 11.30 to 1.30, nothing else, nothing else. And then I do like just solid two hours. I'm like, when I got done, like, and it's funny because I did, I failed even at it because I, I did good for two days, right? I was, and I'm like, man, I got a lot done in these four hours in the last two days. Well, the third day I did like an eight hour day and then burnt out and quit for a while. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, so like, mm-hmm. in, I was so kind of motivated yeah. mm-hmm. that I didn't like that eight hour day now burned out. Like, and then I stopped after that. Yeah. Healed all your progress. It, it kind of did. If I would have just kept doing that Little increments. more, that, yeah. that slower or that, yeah, that those two hours, I might've kept going longer. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So one thing that I will, I will preach to people is you had a, you had a slight setback and burnout, but let's say the day did not equate for another two hours of work. And you're like, I just don't have it in me. Right. Which that can be the, the demise of future progress. I would challenge anybody say, okay, hey, you know what? Maybe you don't have two hours a day. Do 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You still have to touch, taste, and feel the progress, mm-hmm. even if it's a drip. Mm-hmm. If you stop the touch, taste, and feel of that next step, that's where it starts to go dark again. Mm-hmm. Jocko Willink, you guys all know yeah, who he is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jocko says- Discipline put, is freedom. Yeah, but he but, says if you feel like quitting- yeah procrastinate it he said that's the one thing i allow people to procrastinate procrastinate quitting till tomorrow mm. 
He's like, if you feel like horrible, you're like, I need to skip today on this. He goes, just do it today. And then if you feel the same tomorrow, then skip. Yeah. He's like, but do it today. Yeah. And that's I like the whole that. thing yeah. of mm-hmm. just, if it's one sip, it's it's just one page. You just have to do it. Just touch here. Yeah. Feel like it will lead into more. Right. And like, for example, sure. 75 hard. Sometimes yeah. the hardest thing for people to do is to get in their 10 pages that day or 10 minutes of reading mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. it is. You know what? Some days it might be hard. But I would challenge you, just read one page if it's that hard that day and see what happens. Because I guarantee you, most going. time, yeah, you'll if you going. read that one page, you're probably going to read at least two or all the ten. Yeah. You just got to start and let your body's natural energy take and over. Yeah. That's it. Like, And that's why I feel like don't, you know, you just remove the question about it and just say, it's just going to happen. Like, you're just going to do it, you know. Um, I think parenting can be like that sometimes, too, when you're like... We all have kids now. We all have yeah. similar age kids. And yeah. you're just like, damn, I do not want to be a dad today. Yeah. As in, I don't want the responsibility. Yeah. But what I've had to do at times, you're just like, F it. You just got to go. <laughs> yeah. You just got to go through the yeah. fatal funnel of the door. And or sometimes you're just like, I just want to throw on a movie so they show yeah, so I can do yeah. this thing. But you're but like, you just okay, can't. we're not doing that. We're not doing yeah. that. It's just you not want to play with yeah. them. And, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Or, that's, yeah. No, yeah. keep going. That yeah. that was what, that was my driving force, yeah. Tyson, to yeah. go back to it. Like knowing that I didn't really have like that positive role model mm-hmm. in the sense mm-hmm. of like somebody who was always there kind of teaching me. I had my grandpa, yeah. my dad, he was working a lot. So yeah. that that's hard. So for me, I wanted to be the guy that was able to do all these things. I, I, I'm, I've always been an athlete. So like, I want to be able to be a coach, you know, I want to be able to have my son. When I enter the room, he's like, dude, that's my dad. Yeah. I love yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy same. Is amazing. Yep. And I want yep. his friends to be like, dude, like what's in that guy's arms? Like, yeah, yeah. why are there so many veins? Like, why is he, why is he coming into picking his kid up in his gi? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and I do that purposely, yeah. maybe to make him feel a little like embarrassed, but also like, dude, your dad's out here working. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So then I can yeah. play with my kids, and then when I get those times of like, gosh, I don't want to do this, like, yeah. at least I have the energy to do yeah, it. Yeah, very and, true. Yeah. Well, then keeping keeping that picture of why. So your your son's name is what Carson. Carson. So like. Keeping the picture of Carson's face or, you know, or him in your, in your brain to be like, there's just not an option. Like, if my son Carson is watching me right now, how would I want him to see me? Yeah. Right? Hmm. And, or I, like I always talk about, like, I, I mentioned to somebody, he's like, gosh, you know, my daughter really battles or my son really battles this. I go, oh, okay. You know, and what advice do you give him? Okay, you give him that advice. And then you'll hear back, like, God, I really struggle with this. I go, well, how would you advise your kid? Hmm. And they're like... It's kind of a, an eye-opener. It's this idea of like, well, if you're telling your kid that anything's possible and to try their best, are you looking at yourself in the mirror? Are you, are you, are you still That's believing anything's possible? Yeah. Are you trying your best? Because there's no other damn way they're going to realize it until they see it from the people that are the most influential in their lives, and that's their mom and dad. Dude, you got to check this book out. <laughs> you hit every nail on the head. So there's this guy, Charlie Engel, okay. who ran the Sahara Desert. 111 days it took him running like 40 miles a day, 4,300 miles, 45 in the sand, hot him, two other buddies. I think just, there's, there's a a documentary. Those are brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. There's a documentary on it, but he, he essentially, I I got to have a conversation with him. Like the, the coolest guy. And 
he had to go to prison for a tax, some tax thing. And he just Don't basically, do <laughs> right, do your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but he become, became known as the running man. Uh -huh. And he does this feat, which takes five, six months maybe. But he's away from his family at that time. Mm. But, however, you know, you got to fill your bucket. And so maybe you have to essentially rekindle that relationship later on because there's going to be a lot of animosity and that's oh. what i'm hearing it's like yeah. yeah my kids don't care that i'm going to go do this amazing feat that really brings me joy that really like right. it's something that i wanted to do my mm -hmm. whole life like but your kids don't care so there's going to be that hmm. that your kids just noticed you were gone yeah, yeah they so see, they see you as dad not as a guy trying to tackle his feet but then he's like i i want to do for me like my biggest goal like i have to accomplish that nobody understands that because you know a lot of dads moms will just say like you know i'm gonna suppress my goals yeah. for you i think yeah. that's a mistake right so yeah. if you're then how are how is your kids gonna reach for their goals right. if you're just sedentary and just like ah dude it could happen for like, me but i didn't they'll notice that stuff they'll notice the different things when they grow up too like you you did that and your kids are five or whatever when they're 15, they're going to be like, dang, that was awesome yep. that you did that. And they're going to forget that you were gone. It might be 30, but it, it might, yeah. be, they might be a little older. So like, I'm sure there is some riff. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's done to probably to lead up to that right. race. He's right. doing more than, he's probably gone a lot. Right. So, right. But at that same time, how do you mesh it all together? Right. And that's where you guys are dads. And yeah. that's kind of what I do is I consult with dads. That's mm -hmm. like my main focus is I do a little bit of nutrition and mindset really like, but to be active, you've got to mesh all these things together. So for me, I can't just do a 5.30, a 6.30 jujitsu class yep. because then I miss out on that prime three-hour window that I have my kids. Like, right. that's it. Mm -hmm. right. So I can't do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I've got to mesh in workouts with my family. Mm -hmm. So whether it's rock climbing with my boys mm -hmm. or if it's like that's jujitsu is fun because then I can start taking my five-year-old. Totally, yeah. But... I have to do things that allow me to stay active with yeah. my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's really beautiful Hikes, when you see bikes. families bikes. are fully engaged actively. Like, you know, you'll see a walk like sports fields and you'll see a couple dads out there, or maybe a dad or may or a mom and they're helping out. But, you know, you can just tell like those kids are just wanting more activity with their, with their, with their, where parents. they go. They, this thing actually like breaks my heart is whenever you see like parents with kids, the parents are talking, the kids have headphones on mm -hmm. and an iPad and they're just completely out of it. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Right. I mean, there was a time in, in this world when you were surviving without electronics in your face. And right. I'm pretty sure kids were doing just fine. My wife is like big into no screens whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And so like we get, we get comments all the time. Like when we go to like, she's pregnant. So we'll go like on our doctor's office mm -hmm. and our kids are fine. They're fine. They're not yep. watching anything. They're not doing anything. They're fine. And the doctor's always like, we really commend you for not letting them use screens. And I don't even think about it anymore. I'm just like, oh, yeah, people yeah. do that. Mm. You know? But I'll tell you what. Our kids are, like, so well behaved since we took that away. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, before, our oldest daughter was, like, a brat, honestly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't want to raise a brat. That's right. what I thought, no, you know? That's true. Yeah. And it's hard, though, because <laughs> it, it's easy to succumb to. Oh, it's amazingly it. easy. Yeah. And that's where we try to do the same thing. Yeah. But He's gotten into video games, oh, yeah. and then it's nostalgia yeah. for me. So uh -huh. like, I played video games. Yeah, they've got they've got this uh, 
It's, it's not like we're gonna, we're not going to do zero of that stuff. Yeah. Because then you over then they're going to overload it later in life. Yep. Yeah. And you're only going to want to do it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. we just minimize it as much as possible. And that's yeah. I think we that's what we all try to do. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Because the outside the power of outside just yeah. go take them outside. Totally. Our yeah. kids are in love with outside. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. that time now. Like you yeah. better get all the <laughs> get it all out while you yeah, yeah. totally. So, that's where the energy comes in. That's yeah. where the working out yeah. comes in. That's where, again, that mindset of mm -hmm. just basically do your best every single day. You're going to fall up, sh fall short every yeah. single day because that's mm -hmm. us as, as humans. Mm -hmm. We are always striving to mm -hmm. this pinnacle of success, but that never comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who, who told us within here that said once, if you hit a goal, if you hit your massive goal in life, you're going to die. You're just going to slowly die. Just Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike said that. Mike, okay. Mike, yeah. Yeah. Mike, you never, he's like, you basically, you never arrive. Like you're always, well, he said, yeah, he also was... said there's people that do arrive. Yes. In their own head. Yeah. And all he sees them just slowly die. Yeah. And basically yeah. everybody gets, everybody passes. Yeah. There is a, there is a lecture just sent this week. So you guys are hitting everything. Um, from Harvard business school and this guy, Arthur Brooks, I'm going to send this to you guys, but we're the he... co-authors of this. That's why yeah, we're yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, he, he does, he's on this plane. He, he, it prompts him to write a book. He's, huh. he's listening to this couple up in front of him. And, um, the man is just saying like, yeah, no, nobody like probably not nothing like that, but like my life didn't matter. And mm -hmm. the wife just keeps consoling him and they get up off the plane, sees the guy's face. And this dude is like one of the most biggest contributors to our society. And he's like, I will do no less than a hundred times less than this guy. And this guy is saying this like, Oh wow. So this happiness? guy was like an important guy. Yes. He doesn't go into say his name Who because then like, yeah, you don't call him for, out. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he's just selling a book and, right. but it, it's, it's a the unique, idea of it. Yeah. And then he, he goes and then there's data behind like, what, what is happiness? Like hmm. for people who win Nobel peace prizes, that age is 39. And then it's like, from there, it's just, decrease in happiness, decrease in happiness. Mm. And then it goes up as you get a lot older. But I just think like, yeah, you hit that pinnacle and it's, it's all downhill or how do you just stay striving for something? And does that keep your happiness <clears throat> at bay? I don't know. The work has to be the happiness. In my opinion, I think you gotta like hit the, hit the pillars. Right? I think, yeah, I think one clear on value like your values, like hey, I value mm -hmm. integrity, hard work, pa whatever the values that you, yep. you possess and that your alignment and whatever your work is, is it is those values can be held true. I think also, I think, I think you'd be really aware of who you, of yourself. I mean, there's, we are growing individuals, every, you know, section of our lives, you kind of are slightly getting reinvented or building upon where you're at and you might have to pivot and stuff, but embracing that, that's a really cool thing in itself. I mean, think about guys that get out of being an athlete. We experience at younger ages, maybe high school, college, you know, guys that leave the military for a long time, guys that Good are, point. you know, when they're trying to do something that is out of their comfort zone, that can be debilitating or it can be motivating, mm -hmm. right? And and the, and those, that's a very fine line of switching or deciding which side, which fork in the road, which direction of the fork of the road you're going to take. But I mean, I, me being 37 now, I we just I just turned thirty seven December and I called my best friend. We have the same birthday. That's cool. And uh, we both we met each other in the Marine Corps, uh, and we became fast fast friends and basically brothers from another mother. And I called him and I was like, "Hey, happy birthday, brother!" You know, and he's like, 
uh, I go, God, look at what we've done. 37 years in. Look how far, look how He's the same age as you too? Well, we're same age. Oh, that's same, cool. same, same birthday, same age, yeah. I think. And he's like, yeah, my God, wasn't, isn't it awesome? Like pretty impressive at the, you know, in terms of just like looking back is good. I go, and I mentioned to him, I said, and guess what? The second half is going to be even better than the first. And he was kind of quiet. And he's like, kind of mumbling. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, you know. And and he's he was he doesn't have any kids. He's single. Uh, has a serious girlfriend. And um, and he kind of later he mentioned that he kind of had a mortality co- had an internal conversation. He's like, mm. dude, it kind of freaked me out. Kind of like that midlife mm-hmm. edge. You're like, oh my gosh, what? But I have nothing to sh- you know show for. I don't have a family or kids. Like, and I'm thinking like, dude, you live the life of a luxury. You're like, you're right. you're traveling. You can go anywhere, but. It's two sides of a coin, but we both were going the right direction. It's like, there's still more. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, it's like, what's next? And yep. then who's going to be with me? It's pretty cool, but also daunting. You know, it's just that kind of that teetering of like, you know, uh, you know, you're because right now you're living somebody's dream. And there's, ah, that's true, dude. You're living somebody's dream, and you might even be living your your old dream. Your old dream. You're living your reality that you've always wished for. Yeah, you know. At one point, you wish for what you have right now. Right, and now that's grown, and that's good. Yeah, because we haven't arrived. But like, just think. I mean, like Tom Brady just retired. He five years ago was why would I retire? I am the smartest I've ever been in this in in this profession. Mm -hmm. I'm the best I've ever been. Why would I stop? And I think that 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 little bit as a being a a man, a dad's like, I'm only getting better if I do the right things. I can only get better because I now my experience is so much more vast and how we're going. It's gonna be pretty I mean, the 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 opportunity, the the potential is endless if you so choose to go down the door. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. And that door is always open. It is. Mm-hmm. My father in law said it best, uh Ron Carson, mm-hmm. just a beautiful man. Um I always ask him for advice yeah. and sometimes he gives it. Sometimes he, maybe he subtly like tries to give it, but maybe I don't take it, mm-hmm. receive it. Yeah. But he always says, you know, for me in, again, I respect him mm-hmm. to the nines. Yeah. He was like, you know, I think for the first 50 years of my life, I use that as just the teacher. Like I, mm. that was it. Like for, for my first 50 years, it was like playtime. Like it was, you, you're going to fail. Like you're, he told me about these radio shows that he would just lose money on or show. And I didn't, I never heard that. Cause I just thought this guy's like, just success. Oh success, man. Success. Yeah, yeah. Like he, anything he touches is gold. But then mm. he's like, damn, that was a flop. I have one of his jackets that he had from the show. And I just remember that I keep that jacket because that was the first time I'm like, wow, this life is about failure. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I go back to all these other things it was all failures that got me to the oh, other man. side of, you know, fear. Mm-hmm. It was like, you got to fail. And then coming from a small town as well, that. you hear of like, oh, that guy failed. He's back here. Like, oh. so then that projects that in your crazy? mind. But you well, that's a quitter. Strive. Not a failure. Right. 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 Sometimes Ooh, just quitter. See, but you don't yeah. have any of that. Context. Yeah. Right. You don't know that yet. Right. Yeah. And then you hear this and then you see all these successful people and they're like, oh, they did fail a lot. Let me ask you. They probably just failed more and quicker than most like, people. They learned. Right? They just kept failing, kept mm-hmm. failing to learn. Yeah. I, In my mind, I, I hate the word can't, won't, shouldn't, but if you didn't know the concept of failure, mm-hmm. you just knew it didn't work that time. Just think what would be possible. I mean, like, I think about if your kid 
stop trying to get up when they're trying to learn how to walk. Yep. They don't know failure. They are literally acting out of instinct to maneuver the most efficiently in their world. And that's walking. And sometimes you think you fail, but you just haven't done it long enough. Or, or you just haven't done it the right way where it's right. easier. Right. I think that's, I mean, I, I, you know, I always am like, well, what's the harm in trying? Like I'm a, I'm a starter. Like Lindsay, my wife, I'm like, well, let's try this. Let's yeah. do this. And I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, I'm still breathing. Do I look like a fool sometimes? Well, maybe, but I always got joy out of guys that would, or people that wouldn't try. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'll go out and give it a shot. <laughs> I mean, like, but do you have a harder time with follow through after that? Um, no, I mean, if I no. like it, and I get, and I, it? I, I can see that. Oh, this is fun. You know, I, yeah. I could get on to this if I have enough opportunity where I can search it out and go do it. I'd be, I'd be down. The problem is, I just don't have enough time of the day sometimes. Right. You know, same. Yeah. yeah. And with you and jujitsu, yeah. that's where we can go back to that. Like, that's where I understood. Like, I'm gonna suck. You when you started, you probably were like, there's no way I'm ever going to. Oh, it's Remember so that. daunting. Right. It is the most daunting. It's like learning. An, I think Joe Rogan said it multiple times, like learning a new, new language. Yeah. It's very similar. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. And then it just shows you if you practice long enough, mm-hmm. like you, like you all, you have that mind that. Mm-hmm. The first time you tap somebody it. is like the most euphoric experience. Oh, yeah. And, but it never, so, it just feels like you just, it's a little confidence. That's you're so like, oh, time. yes. Ooh. Yeah. Finally. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's oh. an interesting thing. So you guys mentioned this idea of getting through the fear of starting again or like getting back into it. What does that do to your confidence of like going back in? Like it sounds really daunting and a lot of times it's debilitating. For what do you people. mean? What do you mean? So like you mentioned like you haven't been back in the gym and it's very daunting to yep. go in or trying something new. What What is a a thing that you guys maybe tell yourself to maybe take the step through that? To You know, I am going to give this a shot again or start it or I am going to, re- you know, I am going to get back up. You know, what is that? What was something that you guys maybe kind of tell yourself? I, Will's got something on the on I the know, I, I was ready for Will's answer. <laughs> I know. I just I, but it's it, it's scary though. Like it took yeah. me thirty five years to start jujitsu. Yeah. And but to do it, I just had to get over. You know, you're gonna suck. Like you know that. I love yeah. that analogy yeah, of your kids are gonna fall. Yeah. I actually did it on a whim. I had got gifted uh, five hundred dollars to use for coaching, and I'm like, I'm gonna learn jujitsu. With this five hundred dollars, I just want yeah. to learn, you know, a little bit. maybe a choke, maybe a guillotine, yeah. and then from there, I'm going to master the guillotine, and I'm going to be a good jujitsu. You thought that's guy. how it worked? That's yeah. how I thought it worked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. So I went in too stupid to yeah. even know, and yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I think my instructor was like, yeah, okay, buddy, this is yeah. thirty years right now. <laughs> so then I go in there and just get destroyed. Yeah. Like <laughs> you get mauled by little bitty dudes. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm hooked. And then I'm yeah. hooked, and this guy's like fifty eight, and I'm like, okay, so if I can somehow master this if he if he's done it i just have to dedicate my longer 20 years of my life like Mm -hmm. can i do that i think i can because there's these other things that i've done so to Mm -hmm. do something you just have to say yes like and i'm like you like you just have to i i love being in a room where if we're at a course and people just don't stand up (laughs) i'm i'm skipping there because (laughs) i get the opportunity yeah like yeah it's a no-brainer. Like, I'm pretty. I'm confident in that way. Like, yeah. I'm confident because maybe I'm just that that dumb. Like, I'm just like I'll I'll be a guinea pig. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I like yeah no problem. You want to make me? I'm gonna because by even getting <clears throat> into that space, you're gonna learn way more than the person just watching. 
Like that's a, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah, do it on me. We'll figure it out. It's out of your comfort zone. Out of your but comfort then zone. it's like also, yeah, you're going to, you have that insecurity a little bit because mm -hmm. everybody's looking at you. Yeah, yeah. But that makes you learn. Yeah. So our bodies are always in constant survival mode and you have to try to overcome the survival mode. But understanding that survival mode is you're in a better state of survival when prepared. But if you don't ever go try to get prepared, you will constantly be in fear and always trying to be survival mode. But you're only truly being able to survive if you're prepared. Yep. Prepared is long learned through failure. Stay ready. So I stay ready, baby. That's it. <laughs> oh, ready. That's a beautiful. Yeah. See, I love this cadence. You guys, yeah. I, I didn't even know you were going to be in here, yeah. but I'm glad that you're in here. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Like, yeah. And the cadence has been yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, staying ready. We talked about mm -hmm. this prior. Uh, yeah. On my third month out of my uh, prostectomy, my friend was finishing up 75 hard and each week he was doing um, a mile for each week he made it through. So he was going to do a mile, well, twice a week. So he'd just do like one mile Monday, one mile Saturday. Okay. So when he got to week 10, he was just telling me this strategy he was using basically to, to progressive add overload, progressive overload. Mm. And he was habit stacking. Yeah. So with, yes. with that, he started habit stacking mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm so proud of you shaves on mile 10. I said, I'll jump in with or week you. 10, week 10, week 10, 10, 10, yeah. Week 10 yeah. Mile 10, mile Ooh. 10 as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we're not going to run anything too fast. 10 minute miles. And I, I don't, I never really had ran that distance yeah. ever yeah. just because my mind just, I want to get it done. I'm going to run really hard for just a short time. Right. Time. Get sprints out of the way. Yeah. But I go with him we do it and make it through and i'm like oh my god we can do let's do a half marathon and just by the power of staying ready preparedness yeah preparing your food yeah fueling well mm -hmm. we ran a half marathon faster than we ran 10 miles and i hadn't trained i had literally just been just rehabbing myself yeah. from yeah. that surgery but it was the mind it was yeah. the mind yeah. of just knowing you can push through your body's going to say stop after the first mile it's almost mine for me yeah just mind so just yeah. talk to yourself kindly and just see where the thoughts go and mm -hmm. honestly it's like becoming one with your body feeling mm -hmm. the toes feeling if you just think that way the miles will add up yeah you just have to not let that mind go out and just do anything negative so mm -hmm. yeah that's well, what it is that's what i think is that endurance is that climbing mountains so for me everything. i climb yeah. mountain and it's just like quick quick you're, you're no good. Like, yeah. so then you just mm -hmm. keep pushing past it and you're like, Oh yes, I am the best. I am, yeah. Yeah. I am uh, yeah. You, you are your best. Yeah. Yeah. Best. Yeah. 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 Each step because mm -hmm. you, you overcome that inner critic. I think that there's a fine line between, um, confidence and arrogance as we know. Yeah. And I think that's also what we're talking about. Like if you've a ribbon, you basically, you've maxed out your arrogance. Right. Hmm. But if you if your confidence overpowers your arrogance, you can continue to go, and then you also build on humility. Well, Will said confidence is basically just you've stacked enough things you've done in your life. So yeah, you just, it's, it's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I know that I'm going to get through this. There's a yeah. confidence of walking. There's like he's got eight hundred thousand thing uh, examples in your past. Yeah, to point at that you I, can. I, yep, I'm going to get through it. Uh, Goggins talks about reaching to the cookie jar. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. reach into the cookie jar. Of Goggins is savage. Dude. Yeah, I love so that guy. So I just finished his second book. Oh, oh I, I did too. Good. I did too. I, I love that book. And did you read it or listen? I listen. Okay, so interesting style how they did it. The whole podcast thing. Yeah. Gosh, I, I heard him cool. speak in Vegas one yeah. time. That was another mind shift. 
mindset shifter because you hear that and you're like, oh, there are guys out there like that, like me a little bit. Maybe I'm not as savage as this guy, but I'm like, there is that element that you really resonate for you. I'm like, wow, he suffered a a little bit of my own Mm -hmm. suffering. And you know what that is? That's, that's, That's like genuine masculinity. Hey, I've suffered. I've overcome. I've been humbled. And then I go teach, share, and I redo it all again. That's life, right? right? He's a straight up warrior in a garden. Is dude. that yeah. feminine? hundred percent, which is one of the greatest quotes ever yeah, made by, by uh, Bruce Lee. Yep. I'd rather be a gardener. I'd rather be a warrior in, in a the garden, garden than a gardener in the war. Yep. Yeah. And which I love that. Thing. Oh, I think dude. about all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry for all those men out Jordan there. Jordan Peterson says you need up. to be, you need to be an absolute savage. Yeah. You gotta be dangerous. Yeah. You gotta dangerous. know, you have yeah. the propensity to be dangerous. Yeah. And learn how to control and how to learn how to control jujitsu. Yep. And right? I, How much confidence yeah. did you get with that? Oh, like, me and my brother called it post jujitsu swagger. You walk out of there, you're like, I'm untouchable, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how you feel, though. Yeah. You just, and, and it's funny because you just got your ass kicked. The well, land is my ocean. Yep. Yeah. And these fish. You walk out there, someone asks you a question, you're like, you want to talk to me, dude? Yeah. You know? I really want to get my daughter in it. Oh, I'm make, I'm going to, I'm not going to make, but I'm going to encourage my daughters hardcore to do it so they can be oh savage gosh. women. You'll love, protect themselves. There's a family that comes in and they have two daughters that are just absolute killers. And awesome. the, dad, I love it. the dad was one of the guys that really humbled me in the yeah. beginning. He's like <laughs> yeah. 150 to this day. I can't yeah. do anything. You just can't do anything. Yep. But you know, it's amazing. That is, if your son saw you lose or get tapped out and then get right back in, yeah. think about the vivid imagery Carson has for that. Oh, yeah. dude, he saw it. I mean, he's seen incredible. it a lot. Yeah. Right? I, I like, took him to a, a uh my first competition yeah and i did it so fast because there we go there's arrogance right there yeah. there's ego mm-hmm. i go in six months thinking like oh dude i'm pretty good i'm athletic i do these <laughs> kettlebells i got all this endurance i go and just get destroyed Smash, yeah my kids there and i'm like oh my neck hurts i can't even look what's up cars and like i love <laughs> so they, I like, and then i get kamora and i'm like my my arms are like i still have to i still have to keep Keep trying, yeah. but I'm like, ah, yeah. There's Your a dad, buddy. Is he's <laughs> awesome. Savage, yeah. <laughs> the quote is, um, "Ego is the sworn enemy of growth, and uh, ego is a sworn enemy of growth and development." Yeah. So, like, if what, your ego will stop you from all of that. Yeah. Because then you think that ego, you know. But at one point in time, you're hungry enough to get for the the, the growth and development. But ego will put a halt on it when you think that when it gets too big. I mean, ego is healthy in a certain capacity, as long as you if you if you pair it with humility, you know. And then and then you gain confidence. And do you do you think that ego is harnessed by beating it down consistently? Mm. Like I think that's mm. what I have to do with a daily workout, like because mm. then it gets that energy out. Yeah, it shuts it. So that's it what it is. So for me, a daily it's it's a no brainer. It's a this is structured into my day, mm-hmm. no matter what, because then I don't have that that thing in my mind that has too much energy. It's it's already depleted. So then naturally, I've already beat it because it's going to tell me don't work out. And then the harder I push just depends on how hard my mind doesn't want me to do it. Mm. So yeah, that's that makes it. sense to me. I think yeah. there is uh, this is maybe a. I think ego is um, not the amigo. Not the amigo. <laughs> ego You're is no one ego of the tools. <laughs> the, the one of the tools that 
I'm a Christian that the devil uses to, yep. to basically tear you down and take control of you. So ego, um, is always present, but an ego is a, is a false sense of, of confidence. I mean, ego is something where you say you're ego too, is probably actually insecurity. Insecurity. Yeah. It is something that you're saying, well, I'm too good to do that. Yeah. One thing that we were taught in the Marine Corps, which was really interesting, when we were always in combative arms in the infantry, and our, our, our uh, commanders would always say, there is always somebody training to kill you. And oh. I was like, wow. <laughs> Dang. You know? So if you have an That's issue of getting thoughts. up every day, yeah. there is Think somebody that. that will get up today, and they're going to get 1% more better than you are, and they will be ready to kill you. Because yeah. if you're going to go to war, you just have to have that. My son's like, this is unrelated. I love that, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So. There is somebody always, so if you try to apply it to me, civilian life, I would say like, there's always, it's not a me versus you thing, because that can be unhealthy in itself, but there is always somebody else vying to take you down or, or, or disrupt you from your path. Yeah. Trying to take your spot. Take your spot. That was in Goggins' second book. It's like that older guy who just shut his mouth. Mm -hmm. He did the work. He would do extra reps. Yeah. That's the truth. And that's what we all should strive to be is that guy that- Is going to take that spot because as we talked about Mm -hmm. before this, we're on the same path. We're just saying, let's push Tyson a little more. Mm -hmm. Let me help this guy. Mm -hmm. He seems like he's got that fire a little Mm -hmm. bit more. He's got that Mm -hmm. grasp on his Mm -hmm. next thing, his Mm -hmm. big thing. So it's Mm -hmm. like, let's push him. And in turn, do we grow together? Mm -hmm. Is that what the growth mindset is? Is that what just growing together in this like Mm -hmm. little cumulative bubble here mm. like do you find these purple cows that's another book yeah. Yeah, do you cow? find these guys that are similar to you and uh i think that's very hard that seth godin book yeah i think so finding the community of that is very hard i think f3 is a really good example of that in certain elements Gosh, i think you guys have a good you know that's a good up. crew i think you find it like guys will find it like a crossfit gym there's a lot of like-mindedness mm-hmm. in there jiu-jitsu gyms jiu-jitsu gyms sure. is very similar yeah. well and you check you check the the baggage you carry or the identity you project daily and it's stripped at the front door. You don't have it mm-hmm. because you are on an equal playing field. That's one thing like interpersonal conflict, like hand-to-hand combat, jujitsu. It's a you don't have time to think about it. It's like cold bath, same thing. There's no time. This is totally random, but I just made me think one of the things jujitsu has done for me has made me way more comfortable with confrontation. Yes. Even verbal confrontation. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like if someone were to do something in the past, let's just say, I don't know, slap their wife or something in front of me, mm-hmm. right? Before, I I don't know what I would have done exactly, but I wouldn't be confident to be like, listen, you need to step away. But now I would be because mm-hmm. I have a little bit of confidence in myself physically yeah. to mm-hmm. take care of a situation if I have to. Diffuse, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's what martial arts is all about is yeah. like the ability to be dangerous but know how to control it. That's the stoicism. It also yeah. makes you realize how many people could whoop your ass. <laughs> and so you're a little bit like, hey, I'll take, care, yeah, I'll take care of the situation, but I'm not going to fight you either. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm just going to show the confidence of it because yeah. I don't want to fight. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just the ability to speak. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're just saying. Yeah. That's like me too. Yeah. It's like I have the ability to look people in the eye yeah. a little more because I just feel so much better in this skin Good. because yeah. I've awesome. put that discipline, mm-hmm. you know, I've put, put practice, the repetition, mm-hmm. that's where confidence mm-hmm. comes from me. And, and, you know? and struggle. I mean, you gotta, mm-hmm. it's gotta be, there's no growth in comfort. Right. You're struggling every day. Like growth, or, you growth do that. and comfort do not exist in the same room. No. Yeah. At all. No. Comfort's almost a, or not even a real word. I, comfort's like a, a trap or something. It's a trap. I yeah, I, yeah. That's a great point. It's a, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a dark room that you you can get stuck in. <laughs> yeah, totally yeah, is. Too dude. easy though. Yeah, yeah. And yep. we've all been there. hundred percent. Like that's what I totally related when you said like start to make a little bit of money. Yeah. You know, yeah. you start to make a little bit of money. You're like, I'm kind of the freaking man, dude. What's up? Yeah, I remember get one a little night complacent. We got in a, my my best friend was back and I had a little my ego was in check and we had been drinking and he uh called me on my bullshit. Just absolutely called me the floor. <laughs> we started wrestling. We were like fighting. legit wrestling? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, like thought I was gonna break a window in my house and I had <laughs> butt up bodied up against the wall and because you thought you were the man? Well, yeah, I just had a I had an ego issue. Hmm. I had an ego issue, you know, just bought a new house and you think that you look at something or somebody yeah. and you have this like you can start creating these judgment pieces and then you have this chip on your shoulder that can create resent. This is a very you can just see this unhealthy recipe of yeah. stuff. And then the people that you love most are the ones that are feeling it heaviest yeah. because they know you best and they can see past the bullshit. And we had, um, it was like early spring. Our pool just gotten filled. It was really cold. And finally we kind of like broke it up, right? Like we like, he's bigger. He, he's a big guy. He's, he's like, he's built like you. And, uh, so he had and strong and I, and I probably wouldn't have been able to beat him up, but I yeah. wasn't able to win that fight, but yeah. we were definitely tussling. Right. Yeah. And we're fucking 35 years old, dude. <laughs> right. I mean, and then I was like, we 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 two we bygones we bygones we go f it we just we just jumped in the pool in our underwear like just for a cool off a cold shower yeah, yeah. and we and the next day you know uh, we were at might we were fine hundred percent fine that's what brothers do right you, sure. you fight and you make up mm -hmm. right it's yeah. like that and a year later we had another great conversation about you know hey he was right I was being Gross. a douchebag you know mm -hmm. and uh, and you you have to have those humbling moments and I was really thankful that my best friend was able to bring it to light you know yeah. Because you probably wouldn't be able to receive it elsewhere. Yeah. Right. And how how special is it to have somebody that oh, just says totally. that? Like that we all need that sometimes. Yeah, right. Like, mm -hmm. gosh, I need it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And I needed it. And mm -hmm. sometimes it comes in the form of life lessons. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have that mm -hmm. mentor, that buddy that says mm -hmm. it. And that's another thing about the purple cows. Like, how do you truthfully find those people that don't try to bring you down? Like right? that, that truly is hard. Yes, man. it is. There's a I I don't know who said this quote, or maybe nobody has, and I just have created it. I love the, the thought, not many people like accountability, but in my mind, accountability is one of the highest forms of love. Mm. I love you so much Interesting. that I just want, you've mentioned that this is something that's serious to you. Where are you at with that? Or like, hey man, this is not the person that I know and love. Yeah. What's going on? You know? Yep. That's a level of accountability that is scary to see. Hoggins talks about that actually. Dude, accountability. Yeah. If just take it for exactly what it is. You're right. Maybe I'm not the reflection, you know. Um, I mean, that's a big deal. Accountability is hard because that puts you on the puts you a blast. Dude, I oh, that's a beautiful way to say that. Um, I have a friend who did a consulting round with me. Okay. Dude was a heavyweight wrestler at Cornell. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he if he won I Tyler Shovlin, look him up, like yeah, just yeah. an absolute unit. Yeah. But he kind of got complacent. Mm -hmm. He lost all this freaking weight just through sheer accountability. That right. was it. He knew what to do. This yeah. guy's smarter than yeah. all get out, but yeah. he knew what to do. He just needed someone yeah. to cut the shit. Like, yeah, dude, be stop honest saying with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, stop giving in to your temptation. Just adhere for a little longer. Yeah. That's all we need. Sometimes you got to put a little skin in the game, but mm -hmm. yeah. sometimes. You just have to have somebody there to just cut the shit. Just be your true, authentic yeah. self and stop lying to yourself. Stop mm -hmm. lying to yourself. Yeah. And 
that's another book reference, you know, The Four Agreements. Like, Four Agreements is so good. Great book. So good. Yeah. Right. It's such a great book. Well, yeah. Let's wrap this thing up because we'll talk for another yeah, hour. I could love this. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, think I was literally like, dude, we're going to need go another for... episode, I think. We do need yeah. another episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we need to talk about fatherhood, young fatherhood. That's too. what I would That's love. That's what we need to yeah. talk about. Let's do a follow-up podcast for sure. Girl dads, you have boys and girls. We're all similar You have two kids or three? Three. Three? Yeah, and you know what would be really cool? Five, two, one. Maybe we could have a sage dad on too. So we're young a dads, a, a guy who's older kids dad, are, yeah, yeah, older through high school, you know. And I was like, like, he's a sage dad. I thought that was like a granola a mom. No, no, a guy's like a country mom, you know. You know? Yeah. We're kind of in that king stage. We're trying to build our own kingdom. We need yeah. someone who's a, who's a sage, you know. Yeah, good point. But um, could bring my dad. Well, on. in closing, Will, I mean, you've overcome uh, negative self-talk uh, through high school, a poor upbringing of maybe some absent parents and some uh, lack of leadership in your life. You've overcome exceptional um, uh, struggle through pain of a car accident and mental or physical uh, disability. And then you've um, built a beautiful wife and fam or a family with ki kids. You're an amazing dad. You built, uh, you went through a uh, bicep tear in the middle of your prime. Pectare. You learned how to right. uh, learn constant learning of jujitsu. You've also had um, uh, prostate, uh, prostate cancer. You've now in the fight process of beating and beat it you beat you it did beat it yeah. and now you're and, and now you're on the other side of it and you're like bring it on mother effers yeah. i got it i got this it's awesome well what we're trying man. to say to you man is we need you to step up yeah i'm like that's the kindest thing right yeah. and that's where it that's is awesome, I, I do I, I appreciate all that yeah, like, yeah. it's really you. impressive and the other, other part i'll add is over the years and i have never known you well i would say until the last couple of years but i am constantly amazed by your authenticity of gratitude you do an exceptional job of not being shy of showing gratitude for daily life. Yeah. So I appreciate it. And that. that's amazing. I, I thank that you. Too. That's amazing. And yeah. you can't be mad, sad if you're grateful. Like you yeah. can only be grateful. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. Beautiful. So that's that's beautiful. I really appreciate yeah. this. And yeah, well, thanks yeah. so much for coming. Cadence. Yeah, like, man. It's been awesome. This was like it's been awesome. I feel like yeah. I've known you for I know a while. Me too. <laughs> Tyson, yeah. I always appreciate yeah. this. Yeah. And yeah. this cat over here, thank you. Dana. 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 Yeah. So Next until next time. Until next, next time, time man. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, guys. See ya.